The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who's just happy he's found his sunshine goodness. Welcome, Jacob. Why, thank you. And man, that's me like it really works in this this the skin tone, man. Be like, man, it's awesome. <laughs> that is not what I was referring to. Oh, I know that is why I reversed it. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Why, thank you. Let me introduce your co-host, a man who just dreams of a cat girl someday. Welcome, Drew. I don't want a real cat girl. <laughs> I just want a girl who's into cats. Fair enough. So dogs are fine, too, I guess. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing, Jacob? Man, I'm doing good. Oh, gosh. <sighs> we're we're the second movie in to bad movie month. Yeah. Uh, this one's a doozy. Let's just say that. I warned you, we've been we've been teasing this one for two years. Yes, we have. And I I plug it I put it in, watch it, eight minutes in, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I get into? <laughs> Was it around the time of the naked mole rat ninja turtles? close that was, was it about the time uh the chocolate squirrel was blowing chunks because he was so happy maybe uh yeah don't remind me was it around the time that sunshine goodness stared deep into your soul telling you she shall never escape the heck that is food fight maybe <laughs> Oh, but other than this movie, I have been doing very well. Very well. Me and my girlfriend went bowling. Probably spent loads of much money bowling, but nuance. Um, uh, let's see. It has been an interesting week so far. It's felt like it should be like Thursday already. Because I woke up hard the day at work. Hard week. Hard two days at work. Hard two days of work. Let's say that. Okay. Uh, other than that, it's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. How are you? I've had a pretty good week. Um, I made apparently a very popular chili for potluck. Indeed. So that's actually reason to be happy. Yeah. But other than that, it's been a regular kind of week. Okay. Did stream again yesterday for the first time since April. Really? Yeah. Or game that, stream, I should say. How did that go? Well, I say I say first game stream since April. I've done a couple of little ones thinking I'd get back into it, but was not really feeling it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought it went pretty well. It was pretty much just uh, Paul Paul J. Powers was in there for a little bit before he had to leave, like mm -hmm. right after I started. Yeah, just long enough for him to tell me. By the way, your game music's too loud to be to hear you. It's like, oh well, thank you for letting me know. And then. Uh, Geek Devotions and uh, or Dallas and the Celeste were in the chat for a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I, that was a good stream. Go check that out on the video on demand there over there on our Twitch channel, the Cellcast Gaming, and watch me try to save Master Roshi from uh, Cthulhu with the help of Krillin's monks. What game are you playing? Dragon Quest Eleven. 
Oh, I am not giving an accurate description. I'm just saying this is what it looks like. Gotcha. Oh, by the way, I'm Android 17 by that definition. <laughs> Except I called him Trunks. I literally named the character Trunks because I thought, hey, this kind of looks like future Trunks. Much later in, no, the character looks much more like Android 17. Mm. But anyway, I still need to get some clips made up for that. But other than that, I've had a pretty good week. Uh, So, Jacob, I have a question for you, my friend. What have you been watching? All right. So what have I been watching? So... Uh, I was able to attend a Bible study this past weekend with for Drew. the first time in seven weeks. Seven weeks, yeah. I think it was seven weeks. I really wasn't counting. I'm estimating. Yeah. Admittedly, two of those I fully understand. Mm-hmm. One of them I wasn't there for because we were too busy watching Wrath of Khan. True. The other one I sh- probably should have stayed home, but I still went after we went to the baseball game, and yeah. you were pooped. Yeah. I was pooped too, but I still showed up. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Anyways. Uh, so what I've been watching. Uh, so we watched Spaceballs of all movies. Because apparently one of the, the uh, what's, what was his name? Hang on. <laughs> Dead air is never fun. Uh, my mind went to Elmo, Nemo. Okay, these are not his names. <laughs> but either or, be like, apparently you never saw seen Spaceballs. I don't know. Noah. Seen... Noah, thank you. His name is Noah. Yeah, so Noah had never seen Spaceballs. And he left ha- about 30 minutes into it because he had work the next day. Right, which is fair. Yes. Uh, so that's a fun but movie. We finished that. We finished that. That was a good movie. Uh, so Another one of those I can quote incessantly. So the other day, I, I, I watched our movie, our, the movie we're reviewing for today, the other day. I think right. it was yesterday. So I watched it, and I will have my opinions later on. And so I need a, ca- a pa- palate cleanser. Fair. Very fair. Yes. Uh, I need a deep scrub. Let's say that. What um, was your scrub? Gundam Double O. That would do it. <laughs> And I've not seen it, but Gundam, um, that'll definitely cleanse but, your palate. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, I think I watched like the first two episodes. I'm like, wait, so your whole organization organization's goal is to stop war with starting wars. <laughs> Anybody who has conflict, we're going to come in and pulverize you for doing that. So you basically become a group of terrorists that are trying to prevent, are trying to try to be peacekeepers with starting wars they're not terrorists they prefer to be called vigilantes yeah i guess i don't know i've not seen this one yeah so did arrow (laughs) like oh yeah i'm just trying to you know protect my city by killing every single person on this list okay punisher (laughs) um but as i watch that be like it's it's be like it's one of those it's i don't know yet I really don't. I watched it and I was like, eh, let's go somewhere else. Uh, so I was, uh, so I finished Stranger Things season one. Really good. Really, I, that's really, the only one season I've watched. And I'm getting into season two and it's just like, oh my gosh, what happened to this character? What happened to this character? What's going on? And then it's like, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, this is going to end badly. <laughs> So does that lean you towards or away from playing Dungeons and Dragons? 
I don't know if the Demi Gorgon is going to come up in the campaign that's oh, gosh. in the process of being planned. So, so the the what is Drew is referring to is that our friend Chase wants to do a, a Dungeon and Dragons game. Well, a lot of us have been wanting to do it, and we have invited Jacob along with us. Yeah. Even though we are aware that there is a possibility of being overwhelmed. Yeah. No judgment. Yeah. So think you should play a werewolf, even though he won't allow it. <laughs> of course, people want me to wear, be a werewolf, or a, maybe make a make up a race, a lupin, a lupin, but not lupin the third. Anyway, right. just a cunning thief who just wears a wolf mask. But you could play a rogue named Lupin. <laughs> that would be really that would that, that's that would you definitely not be uh, playing well into his uh reputation at level one <laughs> when you have no stats to speak of right right But anyway right. yeah so uh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna push forward to watching uh stranger things i thought it was really good it's very well good the storytelling and i'm curious where this is going now all i'm all gonna say is dustin what are you doing i have no idea because like i said i've seen season one yeah Technically, I watched the first episode of season two, but I have no idea what was going on. Oh, okay. So I don't remember. So yeah. I, if I was to go back, I would at least have to start at season two. I got you. Episode one. But uh, all I know is I've seen the memes after that and go, how does this connect into this? This almost feels like they don't match. It's like watching, well, not as wildly different, but it's like having seen the first Fast and Furious movie and seeing the trailer for Fast seven or fat uh, fast fate, nine? fate of the furious is what i'm thinking of yeah and going yeah they don't match how did we get from a to b they switched from three to four with a total shift tone well i'm aware of how it fits because i had somebody incessantly explain it to me mm. not you somebody else mm. but uh because i don't think we've talked about it that much no we haven't but anyway Heck, I still I, haven't watched Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious yet. It's interesting. It's an interesting story. I'm sure it is. I'm sure they're all interesting. Just remember that the first Fast and Furious movie is so old. What they were stealing was at the beginning was CRT televisions. <laughs> With built-in VCRs. It's an old franchise. It's an old franchise, franchise at this point. Anyway. Anyways, so that is all I've been watching so far. What have you been watching? Not long after you left last Tuesday, mm. I was, uh, we'll see, what was it? No, I remember uh, Dallas texted me something about that Doozy Bots episode. Yeah. And it, and it was, he was asking me, he actually asked me to record a, the, a line from, for, for the start of that episode since I suggested it. Yeah. And so I recorded it real quick, sent it to him. It came out the next day. And then after that, I thought, you know, I want to watch some Gundam before I go to bed. Okay. But the Gundam I grew up on, the one I watched, not the not your uh, mobile suit Gundams, not your Gundam wings, not even SD Gundam. G-Fighter. Mobile Fighter G-Gundam. G i.e. the shonen anime one <laughs> and what's crazy it's still dark yeah as, as nutty as it is it's still a very dark story it's like yes 
I don't remember this show being so dark, and yet I'm intrigued. <laughs> of course. It's what it was the one I watched. It's the fun one, dude. So fair. Totally. Anyway, fair. I watched some of that. Um I tr- tr- I watched another episode of uh as I'm trying to watch them and I just kind of you, you know how you watch something, you get through like two or three episodes, and then you forget about it for a month. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, I should watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm only half. I'm halfway through the ep- season, first season, season one, aren't I? And you look it up, and you're on season episode five. Been there of twenty. Jeez, and that's just season one. I'm going. Ah, I, I should keep going this. And the show, the show I'm talking about is The Devil Is a Part Timer. Oh, okay. Which is not as satanic as you think it would be with that title, <laughs> right? It's CV14. How bad could it be? Actually, it could be very bad, but it's not. Um, so I was, I was, I watched a little bit more of that. Watched the new episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah. That was fun. Watched more of season one of Lower Decks to get ready for what apparently is going to be what we're reviewing after we finish Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure, which I am probably going to close the uh, poll on that by. Not this Friday, but next Friday. Gotcha. So if you want to go vote on that, whether you want to hear us uh, review Star Trek Lower Deck Seasons 2 and 3, which is currently in first place, uh, X-Men the Animated Series, which is in second place, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is in third, and Gravity Falls, which apparently I must be the only person who remembers this show (laughs) because nobody's voted for it. (laughs) <laughs> but if you want to see us re- review any of those go vote make your voice known uh i don't know how often we're going to do the polls for these we haven't really discussed that far but keep an eye out we may be opening polls up for voting for our next one after that and that may include certain anime i've been really or i got really into back in the spring and i'm really looking forward to part two this in october oh, that in a couple weeks right spy family ah one of my favorites right now but uh other than that i also of course have watched she hulk this was a better episode this week than last week at least that's what madison tells me that's uh with two ends and a y but it's not but that y is not where you think it is You've not watched She-Hulk. I can tell by the look of your I, face. I have, I have watched a few episodes. I have not caught up yet. Wongers is uh, ashamed of you. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> it's a weird episode, It's but it's, it's fun. Mm. Anyway, uh, other than that, I really haven't watched too much else. Oh, I actually watched another episode of uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Because I do need to finish that. But because uh, I actually am really enjoying that show, it's just I keep getting distracted. Fair enough. And I need to go back and watch the next episode of uh, Rings of Power because I enjoyed the first two episodes. You know, the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. show. Yes. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. So, Jacob, uh, what do we have in the news? The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron. Ooh. 
right, thank you. Let me uh let's go into the news. Thank you, Dylan. Um, so last weekend, I believe it was that the D20 the D23 Expo uh was going on in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. This is Disney's big exclusive thing where they show off everything that's gonna go on in the next couple of years from their uh conglomerate of different uh studios and IPs they have including uh, Lucasfilm, Marvel Studios, 20th Century Fox, and uh, numerous other things. Uh, so the things that kind of popped out to me and I thought would be more relevant to what we do here on the, the Cellcast, uh, they released information on, they actually released a trailer for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. a brand new six-part uh, animated short featuring... Uh, uh, let's see parallels built around the Jedi from the prequel era, uh, journey into the lives of two different, uh, two different Jedi, Ahsoka Tano and um, Dooku. Uh, so that'll be coming out, I think next year, I believe Okay, next year or like late this year. Uh, that looks interesting. Uh, there again, I have not watched all of star Wars, clone wars, uh, the bad batch it. or rebels. So I'm just, you know, way behind in everything but that's no surprise to nobody uh just give you a hard time for it of course pray you never bring up our our backlogs (laughs) uh so uh, also at d23 they also uh debuted the uh they released the first trailer for the live action adaptation of the little mermaid which will be released to theaters on may 26 2023 okay yeah uh I was, did you see the trailer? I've not watched the trailer yet. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. Be like, again, In fact, really... I haven't watched any of the D23 trailers yet. Oh, okay. Some more fun. Okay. Um, other than that, I'd be like, it was, I, I really, re- I, I enjoyed the trailer. I enjoyed, you know, they, they really show much. They just kind of should be like, oh, here's the scenery. Oh, you get to hear the classic songs. Mm-hmm. You get to see Ariel for a split second. And it's just like, that's going to be interesting. Okay. And uh, I will most likely go watch it in theaters because there again, I'm a sucker for the Little Mermaid. Fair. Um, Did they at least show Ursula? No, they haven't. Okay. We know who she's going to be. Yes, but I'm curious how well that affects. Ursula, the, the effect on Ursula is going to be a lot harder than anybody else. Right. Agreed. So that's the one I'm the most curious of, especially because I hadn't seen who's playing her yet. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> oh. Who is it? Oh, her name eludes me <laughs> for the second. Of course. I asked the question. Yes. Swam uh, away from your mind. Yes, exactly. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> that actually scared me. <laughs> Yeah, told you. <laughs> yes. They give a comedian the role of Urs- Ursula. That's funny. That's hilarious. I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. I can see it in my mind. It's like, oh, gosh, this is going to be either really, be good, really good or, or really, really bad. bad. Hey, she's already played a Marvel villain technically oh she did that's right in the uh, love, love and thunder she played knockoff kate blanchett <laughs> watching the theater like watching that movie in the theaters yeah i'm like oh that's mccartney 
Oh my gosh. And the thing was, that was the thing when I was watching that myself. And they're showing the, the Mac that I go, oh, wait a minute. I recognize what scene they're acting out. Who's playing Kate Blanchett? <laughs> I love how that's how I only remember the characters, Kate Blanchett. Hell, hell. Hell. Who's playing Hella? Not Hella. Hell. The character's name, though, is not Hell. It's Hella, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I feel bad now. Anyway. I, and he goes, oh it's melissa mccarthy that makes a sick amount of sense <laughs> it does anyway yeah so that is all i have for for uh news all right well then why don't we go ahead oh, and get gosh. into the meat of this episode with the spoiler free well, it might be spoiled. I'm not sure. Yeah, but the, spo- the attempted is, yeah. spoiler-free ep- uh, yeah. portion of our review of Food Fight. Certified fresh and spoiler-free. Boy, the food puns are going to be bad tonight. They Just are. like they were in this movie. <laughs> True. This is spoiled all over. This is the first time I have watched Food Fight. Yes. However, I was aware of it because I had seen many uh, YouTube people reviewing this movie. Mm-hmm. I'd seen John Tron's reviews, which made fun of it pretty good. That was that's actually how I learned about it. Mm. And then uh, uh, Nostalgia Critics uh, look at oh, it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I... Th- I didn't, when I saw those, that's not what made me put it on the list. It's just those were what were fresh in my mind when we talked about Bad Movie Month initially two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. When I bought this movie for $2. Fresh in box. Fresh in box? <laughs> Still had the original shrink wrap on it. Until last Thursday. Oh, uh, yeah. It should have stayed in the box. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, okay. When we get into what happened with the production of this film, it gives you better context for the shape it's in. I agree with you. However, I'm going to just say that even if it was in the shape it was originally supposed to be mm-hmm. in. This wouldn't be that good a film. True. Uh, I can. So for those who don't know, I'll go ahead and get, give a quick explanation of what this is. This is basically Wreck-It Ralph, mm-hmm. but with characters in a supermarket. Yeah. A lot of it's based around these characters called Ikes that are the icons Cons. for the brand's that they uh, are representing. So for instance, Mr. Clean represents all the Mr. Clean cleaning products. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Hawaiian punch guy represents Hawaiian punch. I can't remember the character's name. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, The tuna fish guy, whose name I can't think of. Charlie, the tuna, Charlie, the tuna. Yes. All of these characters are representing their brands. And of course, there was actually supposed to be a lot more. Yeah, there were. I understand why they why some backed out. Yeah. But uh I was not expecting this to be a good film, and boy was I not surprised. 
I because every scene I'd seen of this before was completely out of context. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have that certain hope mm-hmm. in your mind when you see some of these reviews. It's like, okay, yeah, I, or, you're cutting out the the boring bits to get to the stuff you can easily make fun of. Yes, that's how these reviews go. Surely. And I don't expect it to be cinematic gold watching it, you know, uncut gold turd. But I thought maybe this will make more sense in the context of the story. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. They they skipped a lot of scenes and a certain character. I couldn't even understand what he was saying. And since there were no subtitles on this disc, I have no idea what he said. And he was giving out plot points. Which character? The weasel. Fair. I still couldn't understand this character. I, don't. Yeah. You know what the that, sad part like, is? Oh my gosh. You know what the sad part is? That's the director in his cameo role. That's oh gosh. And I couldn't make out a word he said. Uh I could understand a little bit like when he would actually talk to the audience. Be like, you don't like me. I, do you? Yes, I got you some think, of that, but half the time it's like what? I can't when he's like when he's talking to Dex, it's like I don't even know what you're saying. Doesn't help that nobody's mouth movements are matching what they're saying, but oh, I'm getting into the it. review. Uh-huh. Let's move on. Let's keep talking. Let's get back to the spoiler-free stuff. I was not expecting gold. Like I said, I was not even expecting bronze. I was expecting at least something on par with like a Barbie movie in terms of it was obviously made for a quick buck, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately it's not not something you'd, you'd, we'd want to watch as adults on a regular basis. Right. It would be harmless for those. I was expecting something along the lines of uh, Ugly Dolls or Wonder Park. Mm. Or the Emoji Movie. Oh, jeez. The <laughs> Emoji Movie is better than this. That's what's weird. That is sad. That is so weird. Really sad. And I don't even mean from a technical perspective. Granted, like I said, in context, I understand why the production of the movie is in the shape that it's in. Yeah. But the writing is atrocious. Yeah. It's not even... They didn't even bother... Even if it's going to be a piece of human excrement. Yeah. You expect it to be a polished ball, a uh, ball of human excrement. Right. This isn't even that. No, it's not. This is, I wouldn't even call it human excrement. It's puke. This is in so puke. many ways. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yes. yes. But I will get more into my thoughts in the spoiler filled the very spoiler-filled yeah. uh, section yeah. of our full review. Uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts? I will describe this word, this movie, as a can of tuna that was effective in the manufacturing process. Went to the store. No one bought it. It stayed in the shelf until its expiration date. And then, and then the store director decided, hey, let's put it on clearance. Someone will buy it. It was bad from the start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just yeah. To, to give you a small insight from behind the scenes on the cell cast, I, I go to watch this movie on Monday. Oh, hang on. Let's back up. 
I went and put this in on Thursday after we got done with uh, uh, our other Bible study. Yes. And I go and put it in and I get a couple minutes into this and I pause the film. Yeah. On a certain character. And I take a po I take oh, a picture. Gosh, and yes. Say, Can you guess what cinematic masterpiece we're what we're, we're reviewing next week on yes. the cell cast and i put her cold unfeeling eyes right. staring deep into your soul yes <laughs> and that was before the the story got started really yeah it's like uh, and i'm already feeling the pain yeah and there was a point where it's like i'm watching this because it's a train wreck you don't want to stare but you can't look away. Sorry, continue. So I just want to put my part in context first. Yes. So I'm watching this on Monday. We record on Tuesday. So I'm watching it and I get probably eight minutes in. I'm cringing the entire time. And I'm I pause it. I'm the just recoil every two seconds of what I'm watching. Mm -hmm. And I text Drew. It's like what I can't remember what I texted you. Be like, what in the world? Hang on. Did did we get ourselves into? I'm eight minutes in, <laughs> or seventeen minutes in. Let's see. Uh, I'm only seventeen minutes into this piece of crap. I later texted you at nine thirty-two after I was done with the stream, and asked, "Did you survive?" <laughs> and you said, "Barely." Like, mm -hmm. With the uh, sweating emoji. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we just keep referencing that movie over yes, and over we again. Do, because like we said, that may have been the best movie of the month. Yeah, this in hindsight, it probably is. And we rate that sucker low. Wait till you see this. <laughs> My gosh. Uh I, I can I can say there's little points here and there that are like, okay, that was interesting. That was interesting. Okay, that was kind of cool. And the rest of it is hot garbage. And the minute you get you think, oh, that's clever that three seconds later what <laughs> am i looking at <laughs> and it usually involves lady x oh we're the humans oh jeez. <laughs> anyway 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 oh my gosh that 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 triggered watching uh the uh uh, christopher lloyd's character <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> he was the most Human. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Oh. I'm getting cringes here. Do you want to go ahead and let us get out of our misery by yes. moving on to the spoiler filled section? Yes. yes. Thank you. All right. I'm, oh my gosh. We'll we'll catch y'all back with y'all on the other side of this ad. Help! This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the culture box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out Geek Devotions. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They are not just a podcast. They are an entire network of shows, podcasts, and YouTube videos that are designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional. There is their podcast, Com Talk. There's another podcast where they read books. 
allegedly. There's also another podcast where uh, they look through the Gundam watch. And uh, if you're into, if you like movies, just like we do, you can check out them reviewing bad movies over at the bottom shelf. So uh, I highly suggest that the bottom shelf reviews this movie because I want to see them as tortured as we are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you can find all their content and more uh, at uh, geekdevotions.com. The Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons. Josh Adams, Ashley Ruiz, Book of Gaming. To get your name on the show plus uncut episodes, early access to the Cellcast plus reviews and special art from Jacob, please donate to us on Patreon. I still need to add another name onto that list, but that will be coming soon. Yes. And I'm actually working. I've, I've sent you the, the pencil work and the ink work for this month's uh, Patreon work. Mm -hmm. And I'm waiting for the final one so I can upload them all at one time. Yeah. And I guess I could tease it out, but anyway, no, I probably, what I would do is load it as one file and like, Oh, here's all the stuff. And I'll send you, I did a, a time-lapse of me just doing anything. So just send that out there. And then a week later I can put it all out. All right. So yeah, for patrons, be like, yeah, art is coming. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, it's it's part of a we did a reaction to uh, a movie with this character in it. So yeah, I thought it was f- it's been fun drawing it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And a couple of maybe like a week or so. The following is a spoiler filled review for the movie Food Fight. Listener discretion is advised. Yuck. And viewer discretion for watching this movie is heavily advised. Yuck. <laughs> Food Fight was written and directed by Lawrence Kasanoff. Do you know what very uh, what movie from the 90s he wrote? No. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh. Explains a lot, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it uh. was also written by Joshua Wexler. Brent V. Friedman, Rebecca Swanson, mm. and Sean Catherine Derrick. Nice. Cast includes Charlie Sheen as Dex Dog Detective. And in, night, in 1993's The Three Musketeers, he played Aramis. Good movie. Hilary Duff was the voice of Sunshine Goodness. And she was Lizzie McGuire in the Lizzie McGuire movie mm-hmm. and TV show. And I'll be like just more trivia on that. Mm-hmm. Originally, we're going to do a reunion reunion TV show on Disney Plus of the Lindsay, Lindsay, Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. Thank you. But apparently Disney Plus decided to pull it, which is sad. I didn't watch the show, so I don't know. Me either. Eva Longoria was the voice of Lady X. And she also played, she's more famous for playing Gabrielle Solis in Desperate Housewives. Mm. Wayne Brady was the voice of Daredevil Dan. Oh, He is an improv comedian and regu- was a regular player on the television show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Good actor, good comedian, terrible. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd played, uh, and I'm not kidding on this name, uh, Mr. Clipboard. Why? don't know terrible he played judge doom in a much better movie who framed roger, roger rabbit. rabbit and he was doc brown in back to the future mm-hmm. 
and he played a Klingon captain in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Yes, very good movie. I'm trying to think of his name, Koloth? No, not Koloth. Anyway, doesn't matter. Chris Catton played Polar Penguin, and oh. he played Keiki in Hotel Transylvania Two. Oh, Keiki was uh, Den- Dennis's uh, monster t- TV monster th- thing he liked. That the the, the Muppet that uh, Vlad turned into a demon pu- puppet at, at the near the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Keiki got it. I'm trying to go with stuff that I know was better for all these actors. To yeah, show, prove that they have a much better range than this movie would l- allow you to believe. Larry Miller played Vlad Chokul. Oh. Dear and Lord. he played Walter Stratford in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, fuck. Ed Asner played Mr. Leonard. And Mr. he Potato Head. was Carl Fredrickson in Up. Oh, and Mr. Uh, no, he Mr. wasn't Mr. Potato Head. No, he was Mr. Potato Head. That's no, right. He was some, someone else's Mr. Potato Head. That's right. Different actor. Sorry. Yeah. Jerry Stiller played General X. And he played oh. Arthur Spooner in The King of Queens. This is the short one, the Napoleon guy. Yeah. The short, the short general. Yes. Not the other one. We'll get yeah, to him in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> as I said earlier, Lawrence Kasanoff was the, but had a cameo role as Cheezle T. Weasel. Harvey Firestein played Fat Cat Burglar, and he played the character of Marty Gilbert in Independence Day. Cloris Leachman oh. played Brand X Lunch Lady. And in the t- movie Young Frankenstein, Ugh. she played Frau Blucher. <laughs> Robert Costanzo played Maximilian Moose. And he played Sergeant Vito Lorenzo in Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and last but not least, Jeff Bennett played Lieutenant X. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, this guy. is so satisfying. Oh, and, and he is Johnny Bravo. Really? He is Johnny Bravo. Oh, my God. Now I can hear it. Oh, my and God. That, and that just makes you feel so much worse. Oh, gosh. Oh. Which leads us into the Kingdom Hearts connection, starting with Mr. Jeff Bennett. Oh. Because he also, in, the, in Kingdom Hearts, played the mayor of Halloween Town, Mr. Schmee, Beryl, Lumiere, Merlin, Large Beagle Boy, Small Beagle Boy, Geppetto, and Bashful in Kingdom Hearts. Oh. The man's talent was wasted. A lot of these talent, very talented people Har- was wasted. Harvey Firestein, played, who played Fat Cat Burglar, also voiced Yao in Kingdom Hearts. That's one of uh, the guys in the Mulan level. The, okay. Her, you know, her groupies. The group, the, the, the main guy she hangs out with. Yeah. Uh, the, in her squad, I should say. Yeah. James Arnold Taylor, a.k.a. Mr. Ha 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 himself. <laughs> in this movie, played Dr. C. Nustrix, a.k.a. Doctor guy with the, the giant nose. nose. It's impossible. And he was additional voices in this film. Along with that, he also played the prince and Captain Jack Sparrow in Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. This is Kingdom Hearts connections. Yeah, 
James Earl Taylor played Captain Jack Sparrow. In which Kingdom Hearts? Both. Oh. Two and three. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Both both times he showed up. Okay. You didn't know uh I only Star to the Caribbean was in Kingdom Hearts. No, I no, I'm fully aware that Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, I only thought it was in three. No, it's also in two. Okay, fair enough. Believe me, it's in two. I have I still have nightmares for the first time I tried to play through the second half of King, of the of uh, the pirates level and not being able to beat that one boss because it was the chest turned into a heartless that had the 88 gold coins in it mm. and you could only defeat the heartless when all the coins were in the chest mm. it was a pain in the neck as a child i can imagine anyway continuing robert costanzo was maximilian moose in this he was the voice of Floctetes in kingdom hearts okay he is your he does does a pretty decent danny devito i should i must say oh, okay which brings me to the end of our cast and crew list what do we have in info and stuff okay all right so the movie i'm there again i am not gonna pull a and i'm drawing a blank but either or paulgpowers.com thank you very the master much. interrupter yes i'm not gonna pull paul this time because it just like ugh. because this isn't worth it <laughs> no it's not imdw has a 1.3 out of 10 that's saying something yeah watch you can basically watch it anywhere for super cheap including youtube yeah youtube for free whether that's legal or not is another matter entirely sure uh production was c4 c4 seven productions mm -hmm. lionsgate family entertainment who eventually they were just out. the ones who had to put it out on video <laughs> i don't know they they did produce the they were the main major productions the early part i yeah, didn't they forget were. about that they Sorry. were uh natural image mm -hmm. sky arc media three hold entertainment it was distributed oh you forgot who technically the legal copyright holder is now who firehouse insurance company interesting yeah more on that later mm. all right uh it's distributed here in the united states by vita vi vivo vivo that's it vivo or viva vivo. yeah vivo viva something viva and viva pictures it was released it yeah, did viva. not yeah it did not get a theatrical release <laughs> obviously well it did in certain countries uh it was released on june 8 it was released in june of 2012 to walmart <laughs> i remember the day we put poured that box of dvds into the five dollar bin i'm glad i waited 10 years to save three dollars <laughs> <laughs> all right so box office obviously it went, it went direct to the video food fight was released in a limited release in the united kingdom grossing approximately fifteen thousand pounds uh, ticket sales for a single week in theaters. Uh, home release was February of 2018. The film was released on VOD and was released on DVD in the United States on May 7th, 2013. Sequel? Nope. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. 
ever. This does not even make cult classic status. No. Because that's the thing. There are other bad movies out there. Yeah. That have reached cult classic status that they could make sequels to. I mean, Sharknado has five movies and they're all bad. Yeah. But everyone loves them. Mm -hmm. A lot of people love them. Anyway. Yeah. This is not one of those. All right. So. Oh, right for the summary. Yeah. Summary and trivia. When night falls at the supermarket Margatropolis, the store's products mascots, Ikes, come to life and interact with each other. Heroic serial mascot, Dex Dog Detective, is about to propose to his girlfriend, Sunshine Goodness, a raisin mascot. But she goes missing just before she is, he is able to do so. Six months later, a brand X representative called Mr. Clipboard arrives at Marketropolis and aggressively pushes brand X range of generic products to Leonard, the store's manager. In the world of the Ikes, the arrival of Lady X, the seductive and brand X detergent Ike, causes a commotion at Dex's club, the Copa Banana. Brand X products begin to replace previous products, which is mirrored in the Ike's world with the deaths of several Ikes. After Dex's friend Daredevil Dan, a chocolate squirrel, disappears, Dex begins to investigate. After rebuffing Lady X attempts to bring him to Brand X's side, Dex is locked in a dryer with Dan to be melted, but the two manage to escape. Dan and Dex find out that Brand X contains an ad- addictive and toxic secret ingredient. Dex, and how does that work with detergent? Yeah. I'm just I want to know. Apparently, it's all their products. Somehow. Anyway, Dan, Dex and Dan attempt to initiate a product recall with Leonard's computer. A brand Xite cuts power just as they send the message. Dex then rallies the citizens of Marketropolis to fight the armies of brand X in a massive food fight. The citizens win the battle by using the supermarket's electricity. Dex rescues Sunshine, who has been held hostage in the Brand X Tower, and escapes with the help of Dan. Mr. Clipboard then enters the Ike's world, somehow, but he is taken down by Dex, who discovers that he is actually a robot controlled by Lady X. Lady X reveals that she has previously been the hideous Ike of an unsuccessful brand of prunes, and has been stealing Sunshine's essence to create a new brand. Dex and Sunshine defeat her, reverting her to her original form. With Brand X defeated and a cure found that revives the killed Ikes, thank the Lord, (laughs) Dex and Sunshine finally get married. Hmm. Getting into the trivia for this, according to comments made by animators, writer and director Lawrence Kasanoff didn't seem to realize the difference between live action and animation. Yeah. He would often ask his crew to do retakes of scenes. He would also ask the animators to make things more awesome or 30% better. Although he was eventually fired, it has been said that the studio lost millions of dollars due to his inability to streamline production. Many animators reportedly refused to list this film on their resumes. No. The creators intended to animate the film in a very cartoonish squash and stretch style like the classic looney tune shorts after the hard drives containing the unfinished film were stolen they decided to complete the film using motion capture however motion capture was at a very primitive point uh primitive. Was very primitive at this mm-hmm. time 
and the method used in the film resulted in noticeably choppy animation and left many characters with extremely limited facial expressions and barely emoting eyes. The movie kept squash and stretch for certain characters, most notably Cheezel T. Weasel. However, due to the limitations of the animation software, that also produced lackluster results. Got it. Many more recognizable food mascots were meant to appear in the film, Mm -hmm. but their parent companies backed out. I wonder why. For example, Chester Cheetah, prominently featured in the original trailer, did not appear in the film, which you can find that original trailer on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it. I have. It was interesting. Hmm. Some think the companies pulled out pulled out because their mascots were subjects of crude and inappropriate jokes. Hmm. Such as the gay bat was meant to be Count Chocula. Yeah. And Daredevil Dan Cat calls a large, well, endowed woman mm-hmm. who was supposed to be Little Debbie. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Last but not least, children's books based on this film were released in 2007. Yeah. Five years before the film's 2012 debut. Among other minor changes, one of these books shows alternate sequences in which Dex Dog Detective and Daredevil Dan are trapped in a washer instead of a dryer, and a flood from the source fire sprinklers is used to defeat Brand X in the climax instead of the lightning strikes in the final film. These may have been changed due to difficulties in animating water. You think? Considering they couldn't even get normal stuff to look good, I hate to imagine what their water looks like. Ugh. Probably looks like slime. Probably. But anyway, I would also like to point out, I have no, I did not write down any likes or dislikes, so I'm doing this... On the fly. On the fly. Ah. Uh. So, my first like for this film? Mm-hmm. Much like last week... There was some thought put into the world building of this film. Yeah, agreed. There was some, some, not a lot. <laughs> and they, I don't, it, and a lot of what they do does kind of make sense. Admittedly, when I saw this on the, uh, the two review shows I talked about, yeah, I couldn't understand how any of that worked, but at least when you're watching it, how the whole transition thing kind of works yeah. it was thought out. They didn't stick with it like they should have. Right. But they did at least have some world building in place. It was not just done willy nilly and you were expected to just believe it happened. Agreed. There was some thought put into the world building. What's your first like? My first like, uh, it had an interesting soundtrack. I'm not saying the songs were good. They were kind of catchy. Mm-hmm. They had like good, interesting beats. Be like the 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 musicians behind them knew what they were doing. Yes, and I thought that was very. I'll be like possibly like, because they were not writing specifically for this film. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, the sound the the music played in the movie was decent. It was pretty good. Okay, that's my first like. What's your second dislike or like my s- yeah. My second like, believe it or not, is Dex Dog Detective. Really? This is admittedly before Sheen went crazy. Mm-hmm. Half convinced this film might be the reason Charlie Sheen went crazy. Mm. But 
uh, I actually thought for what the, the role he had, the writing he had to put up with, uh-huh. he actually did a pretty decent job he with did. this film. It's nothing to write home about, but I mean, it's not like it's it's not it's not like atrocious. It's it's with a little bit more polish, I think, and a lot better writing for every other character in the film. Agreed. Uh, his performance would have actually been pretty good, I think. What's Fair. your second line? Fair. Uh, my second. Speaking of decks, uh, I like the. This is going to be a little weird. Uh, the texture and lighting they use on his coat and hat. Okay, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it because they really did some do, they did some due diligence in working on that. I thought it was very well done. And like every time that, not the white hat and white coat, but his brown coat and his brown hat more. I will, uh, say, I will say they both worked. They both worked. It's just the brown one looks better. It does like me like there again. That's more like a, like, like an Indiana Jones kind yes. of look. But I mean, instead I, I, of trying to be Casablanca exactly which apparently was one of the inspirations for this film yeah i saw that this director had very high high hopes and high dreams of this film he wanted to this his his studio to be the next pixar yeah 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 anyway anyways uh yeah there was the the effects on his hat and effects on his coat look very well done okay what is your third like my third like for this film believe it or not the chiquita banana lady who's not the chiquita banana lady right i don't know her name but she's obviously supposed to be the chiquita banana lady right i thought uh her character actually was done pretty good i it's a it it had she had a lot of funny lines Mm -hmm. she did um she was an interesting character uh she didn't make me want to shut the film off like a lot of other characters did. <laughs> True. She was compelling. So, yeah. The knockoff Chiquita Banana Lady. Okay. So, my third like is kind of go back to your first. Uh, they did have some some general thought of what they were doing with the world building and how things would transform into, even though it makes zero sense how it does. Yes. But uh it is interesting definitely the if i wonder what it would have been like if they would have had the original all the original animation was able to you know do something better finish it and do something a little better with it be like i wonder what that film could have been yeah but the the world building concept of this movie is pretty good Mm mm-hmm uh, it's like you said, very similar to Wrecker Ralph and Boo come out a couple of years or Wrecker Ralph came out before this film. No, I think Wreck It Ralph was after oh okay. It was before twenty twelve, yes. Yes. But the original release date this was shooting for, which I think was two thousand three, was way before. Yeah. So yeah, the, the world building in this movie is done well to an extent. Mm-hmm. That is my third like. Then let's move on to dislikes, which I suspect will be here a while. Maybe. Lady X. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I, I actually do like the concept of the femme fatale character. Yeah. I think the best femme fatale we've had. Really, I think it might be the only femme fatale we've looked at on this show has been Jessica Rabbit. 
in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I could be wrong. There could be another one, and it's just not occurring to me. Yeah. But she is the character who Lady X most reminds me of. In a way, yes. Because they're kind of trying to do the same thing. Yeah. They're both trying to be the seductive woman in the 1930s. Yeah. Except this is taking place in the modern day, but nuance, nuance as you say. Mm-hmm. That being said, can she talk and not move? She's moving the entire time. She tries to do this whole sexy thing. And for the most part, I'm thinking half the time you just need to actually just say your lines and not do anything. Mm-hmm. So maybe a minor movement or expression. And that's not what you do. You go and you dance around like a freaking ballerina during the during the combat, the, the final the final war sec, the final battle yeah. of this film, and you're you're da- you you just won't stop moving during mm-hmm. that segment. It's like calm down. You can give your commands through your megaphone without having to pirouette. Exactly. Oh my gosh, she does pirouette at one point. Oh my! But gosh. the one, the part though that gets me the, the there is something that she does that I forgot that I actually had seen in one of those reviews, specifically Nostalgia Critics review, mm. that I forgot about prior to actually watching the film. Uh. And it was something. I don't blame the, this totally on the character; it's just she, she's involved, mm. and it's the kind of thing you see happen, and you have to go. Did you really just do that? And that's when the camera comes up behind her and she lifts her leg up onto her foot up onto the, uh, the rail. Yeah. And the camera kind of goes into right there, right there on the arch. And at first you're thinking this is rather awkward. And then she says the line exabytes go uh, fly and they they yeah exactly <laughs> they come they appear to come out of i was gonna say her leg yeah but that's it's a lot lower than just yeah leg. it's like am, am i seeing this <laughs> did you do this in what is supposed to be supposed to be a family a children's family. film yes oh god i know you're playing up the sexy the, the sexy yeah uh, this on this care on this character as a joke it's not a good joke but at least for the most part it's a, a joke i can't ignore but that just makes you go those look like they're coming out of i don't want to know i don't want to know i didn't see it i didn't see it and yet it's there uh, and then, then she turns into the 80 year old prune at the end uh, 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 anyway yeah oh my god mm. Mm. lady x is a poor villain yeah i've talked about poor villains Just on here before and how important it is to a have a, how important it is to have a good villain yes so that your hero is an even better hero yes She's not a good villain, which means Dex really has nothing to fight against other than, well, more on visuals oh, gosh. Of, of the brand X later on. But uh, 
she's despite the fact of who brand x seems to be market uh, based on yeah we'll say um very obviously based on just just a bit touch uh i'll just say that uh even that does not help her as a villain no anyway that brings me to the end of my first dislike what's yours oh i'm 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 gonna i'm I'm gonna plunge the dagger right into the heart of how this train wreck of a movie is the animation is crap Oh, that goes without saying. Anime, I'd be like, I'd be like, for what happened? You have stolen unfinished animation. Yes, they have to go back and redo everything, everything. everything. But oh my gosh, we are talking choppy animation. We're talking like the lighting's bad, lip flaps, everything, dead like, eyes, dead eyes. Every character has dead eyes. Mm-hmm. They all look like they have no soul. Mm-hmm. And in the case of sunshine goodness, she's hungry for a soul. Oh gosh, this is I'm more sorry, like she's cringe. the one that she's the one that has the wor- the the worst facial animations, and it does look like she's possessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, but um, it's just like I I could go on and on and on about how terrible this animation is. There, there are moments where it, like, a character is saying something. There's no lip flap. That'd be like, there's lip flap. It doesn't flip. It doesn't match you know, at all. Doesn't match. Doesn't flip flap or nothing. Like you, you have like character animation of like Lady X. There's a point where she turns her head to the audience, obviously talking to the one of the main characters, mm-hmm. and it's literally it'd be like it's not even right because you you see the post on the neck and you yeah. see the head here. I'm yes. like, oh my gosh. Be like they just mm-hmm. popped this character's head out of joint and is now put, just facing it that way. I'm like, oh my gosh! And like, don't get me started because when I text you 17 minutes in, it's like every frame. It's like, oh my, oh crap! And that's her introduction. That's her introduction to this film. <laughs> and it's like you have like characters are stiffer than a brick. Be like, it, it's it's like you're trying to move around a doll that's been sitting in storage for 40 years. Like everything is locked up, and you got movements that are just so jagged, like a robot. Yeah, it's so horrendously terrible. <laughs> like I'd be like, I, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm tr- be like, this is probably the worst film animation wise I have ever seen so far in the Cellcast history. Question. No, I rescinded the question because I got to thinking. The only other movie I would say has. Uh, that that we have actually talked about mm-hmm. that might get close in terms of badness mm-hmm. as this one would be Thief and the Cobbler, but that's not because of animation. Mm. If I'm right, yeah. So I, I, I that's why I'm I, sending I would, the question. I, I would say Thief and the Cobbler for when we, we do did that on retro rewind. We did that on retro we rewind. We will do that on this show eventually. Eventually. I actually enjoyed the animation in yes, that movie. I why, thoroughly enjoyed I, it. I, I spoke before I thought, and yes. I thought that's why I rescinded. Yes. This animation, <laughs> oh my good Lord in heaven, Jesus Christ. Wow. PS, PS1 games look better than this. Yes. That was one of the thoughts. It's like, did, did they just pull a PS1 driver and just, you know, done dude, here? Dude, 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 dude. Do you realize... 20 years no 30 years yeah before this movie debuted yeah 
we had Reboot by Mainframe Entertainment. Beast Wars. And Beast Wars. Same company. Yeah. And you want to know what's interesting about both of those? They look better than this. Agreed. Oh, my word. The animation and is those, so and those, terrible. And that was good animation, computer animation for the time. And yeah. it's stuff that we will probably both admit has not aged as well as we no, would like it, it to. it hasn't. This was spoiled before it got put on the shelf. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Jesus is terrible. Animation. Piece of crap. What's your what's your second dislike? Oh, I'm gonna keep going on this animation is crap thing. Because there were moments of animation in this that just made my head go. Yeah. Such as every time you saw uh Brand the Brand X soldiers marching. Oh gosh. Dum, 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 now granted. Granted, they are m- using the same thought process that goes into many dictatorship marches where yeah. they're in precision. Yeah. Since they are doing they are saluting as they walk. That makes sense. The problem is the brand X salute is hold your hands up high, do an X, and then throw your hands up high, but you don't do you don't just wave your hand like this. Yeah. It's up down x down up down x down it's like good night you people are going to be worn out before you even get to the battle (laughs) and what's worse is it's not even like they're doing it in step yeah with the marching they're on fast forward they are they're doing like five they're going they're literally like three x's per step yeah and i'm like did, did y'all not realize y'all left this on the fast forward button on these frames when you obviously recorded the front line and then just composited each line behind it to save on the animation? Mm-hmm. Since you obviously weren't going to an- actually animate every soldier on this field since they all look the same anyway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then there were so many times where you're you're looking at a location. And you have to stop and go, where are they supposed to be? Yeah. Is this in the Ike's world? Is this in the Marketropolis market? And if it is in the Marketropolis market, having worked in a grocery store, Mm -hmm. and you having worked in a grocery store, Mm -hmm. there are certain places that are common. Yes. In all grocery stores. Yes. None of, I couldn't follow half the time where they were going. Yeah. When they were in the store. But what gets me more than anything else, the thing that makes me have nightmares about this film that's mm. so bad, the humans. Ugh. When they actually show humans. Now, granted. Oh, gosh. Mr. Leonard is okay. Decent. He's probably, the, since he was obviously a major character, they put more work into Mr. Leonard. Oh, uh, yeah. And even though. By all technical accounts, Mr. Clipboard uh, is not actually human. Oh, yeah. He, while he looks like like, like he's a, a crazy person that should not have been allowed in the grocery store. He, he what he reminds me of, obviously, because he's voiced by Chris, uh, 
Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Thank you. Be like when he popped on screen, it's like, oh my gosh, they literally just took the the model, the idea of what Doc Brown from Back to the Future looks and just distorted it. <laughs> I just realized I missed the Kingdom Hearts connection. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. The third Master Xehanort. Yes. He's the one I worry about since the other two died after voicing their roles. Yes. Leonard Nimoy, and I can't remember the second one. But anyway. Christopher Lee. That one, Christopher Lee. Either or. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, those two char- those two humans mm-hmm. look okay. They had some more work put into them. They, they're as well modeled as right. the Ikes, which admittedly they did. You can tell they put more work into the Ikes. Yeah. <sighs> but every other human oh. I'm convinced that the humans that they fell into the card of the mm. baby and the mother those are the only ones they modeled yeah and they intended those characters to be horror monsters yeah but unfortunately oh gosh they just copy and pasted them yeah oh. any other time they had shoppers show up yeah except for the Ugh. lady there at the very beginning oh and good night what are those things those are not humans those are homunculi <laughs> you're not kidding oh my gosh <laughs> yeah this movie is cringe beyond belief beyond it's belief a, it's a bad movie terrible there's no two ways of getting around it. it's a bad movie but the the animation and the art style i.e the two core things of every animated film that must be good mm-hmm. are horrible in this mm-hmm. and i think we've gone into enough detail as to why we say this is however i'm gonna stop with this one thing before we go on to your second dislike okay did you catch who what, who the the on what type of computers in the credits that this this movie was made on? No, I didn't. IBM. 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 Okay. A IBM is not really known for computer animation, right? Because I think this is the only film that used IBM computers. Mm-hmm. But uh, this movie came out in 2012 officially. Mm-hmm. But it was originally animated in 2002, mm-hmm. meant to go in 2003. And I'm assuming those where a lot of the animation was originally done. And I think I now know why IBM got out of the personal computer market. This film, <laughs> because they would have, looking at this film with IBM having a credit in the credits, says, this film was created on IBM computers and IBM being the, uh, computer they have to get to and they had to create a character for that's right yeah to be it's ike made me makes me wonder did they see this film realize it's not worth it and cut their ties with the home market to focus on ais and mainframe computers Mm. was it this film's fault i have a good theory i don't know but i do think it's a good theory a cartoon theory what's your number two <laughs> my number two oh my gosh like you hit it right in the head the human characters 
I'd be like, we we have Mr. Clipboard who looks, I'd be like, obviously we learn later on he's a robot. Right. And but, that's the only thing that forgives his weird animation. Yeah, I agree. But it's still be like on that scene itself. I'd be like, okay, I know Christopher Lee, Christopher, not Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd. I always get those two confused. Christopher Lloyd. I know he's, he is voicing a character in this movie and, and he probably never saw the character. No, because it'd be like you, you see you. Oh, of course, this was around the time I think he also did the live action My Favorite Martian. Hmm. Another train wreck uh, that is not animated, so we don't have to watch it. Good. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, I, I literally had to pause the film. It's like I, I'm literally leaning back in my seat. If I could run, I would run. Mm-hmm. Like seeing all the human characters in this movie, what we're talking from brand X characters that are just so revolting and but they're supposed oh, yeah. to be we revolting. We didn't even get to Lady X's true form. Oh gosh. Well, we did for a second there, but she oh looks my. like a prune. Yeah, literally looks like a prune. But oh my gosh. Be like just thinking about it, it makes me just want to just, you know, uh yeah. Just again, animation movie is terrible. How they animate just like characters in general is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like the the stupid ferret or weasel, whatever he is. He's a weasel. He's a weasel. He's supposed to be a a black market. Hey, look at my goods kind of thing. Unfortunately, I I would tell you what he looks like, but this is a family show. Yeah. Oh, what the heck? He looks like the poop emoji. We did have to talk about the poop emoji last time. This guy looks like living poop. He does. Much more than Sir Patrick Stewart's role last week. Oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say for this this part. Oh, my. Just thinking about it makes me just nauseous. Yeah. What's your third dislike? (sighs) Okay, here's the product placement in a film Mm -hmm. is intended to advertise Uh the product. In other words, if I see product placement in a film Mm -hmm. and it does not make me think better about the product, then that is technically bad advertising. It is. Now, granted, Last week, we dealt with a bunch of product placements in the Emoji mm-hmm. Movie with Candy Crush Saga and Just Dance mm-hmm. and Spotify and Instagram and all those other ones. And that, as, as, as blatant as some of those were, they just made me feel bad, icky because of corporate. Mm. corporate marketing the you know yes it just made me feel bad because capitalism as much as i am a capitalist myself capitalism sometimes sucks yeah. and can really weigh down a film if done incorrectly in this yes agreed however there is you at least still have to be competent even if you're going to try and be subtle Yes. In your uh, marketing. And this film has a problem with subtlety. For one thing, 
to finish my thought in dealing with the product placement, there's a lot of products in this film. Yes, a lot of products had to be replaced in this film because backed out. But there are a lot of products in this film that I am not currently thinking of buying. I have nothing against Hawaiian Punch, Vlasic, Mm -hmm. or anybody else that was actually lent their characters to this film. Yeah. Because that's the thing. They only lent their characters. Yes. We didn't actually see the products. So while I'm not in a bit, this movie doesn't put me in a big hurry to go buy these products because of their association. I will probably be over that in a week or so. Yeah. Because at least they did try to be subtle with their product placement. The worst product placement they actually did was the three times joke they did with Mr. Clean where he got, they got him dirty. Yeah. That's the worst they did. However, like I said, this movie has a problem with subtlety. Just, you Just, know what that, what I, how I would classify that problem? How would you? It has no subtlety. <laughs> you want to know how I can prove it has no subtlety? Look what the organization, the villains work for. They look exactly like Nazi Germany. Yeah. They look like the third leg. I do not mean like the Nazi hyenas in in, in, uh, the Lion King. You're literally just ripping off. Oh, we're just giving you, this is a thought process. Oh, look, Nazi hyenas. That's cool. Not cool. That's not cool. I mean, that gives you the idea of how bad these people are, but it's, that's actually subtle. Yeah. Because it's like there. And if you didn't, had never seen the imagery, you wouldn't really know what it is, but still gives you the idea of dark and evil. Yes. Here. They literally have the the German eagle, yeah, on the building. Yeah, that looks suspiciously a lot like a German building from World War II. Yeah, that you can very easily see Adolf Hitler standing on. Yeah, and all uh, heck, Lieutenant X is. Slimy as he sounds, sounds like he's trying to do a German accent. Yeah. This is not a good German accent because I'm not trying to do a German accent. I'm trying to do Lieutenant X and. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just thinking, okay, so you have all of these Ikes there, specifically Brand X. Yeah. And Brand X is obviously a generic brand. Okay, problem here. When you go to a grocery store, what brand is the generic brand at the store generally? A store brand. Right. And what is it painfully obvious about Brand X? It's not a store brand. brand. No. It is somebody else's brand trying to come in and sell on this by being bland. Now, granted, there is a brand in Canada. Mm. It's called, I think it's the generic brand company okay. that literally all of their products are come in yellow packages with just the word of what it is. Like if it's a bag of chips, bag it's of a chip. yellow bag with the word chips on it. Yeah. That's the packaging. A, I think that's brilliant. Hmm. If I, assuming their food is good, their <laughs> products are good. That might be something I would be interested in if I were living in Canada. Yeah. However, brand X does not even do good on the products we do see in graphic design. Yeah. Doesn't even do good generics. 
even 2002 generics yeah. in its graphic design. Literally, their stuff looks like someone like the, the the whipped cream that they use in the battle. Yeah, that is literally what looks like a red can that somebody wrote with a marker the word brand X whipped cream. And that's all it was. Yeah. It's like even generics do a better job than this. This is, this doesn't even look like you thought about it. Yes. I talked about that generic brand in the Canada, but that actually looks like it was designed to be like that. This looks like someone needed to make a texture in five seconds admittedly this is probably what happened they had to make a texture for this model in five seconds and did not have time to actually put much thought into it so mm-hmm. they made something quick put it in the movie and prayed nobody would watch the movie because they just had to get it out for a paycheck which is what happened with this film yeah That's like 95 percent of any issue you have with this film it's they were just trying to get it out because they wanted to get whatever money they could back mm-hmm And that's why this is one of the more infamous films, I think, among bad movie films. is because there's there's some bad movies you look at. Like, I've seen some stuff like A Talking Cat, which is still a weird film that I watch. Uh, The Room Mm -hmm. is a weird film. I can at least, you can, when you're watching that stuff, you can at least tell that somebody involved in this actually was trying to make a competent film. Yes. And yet you can see in this that somebody at some point tried to make a competent film. But what this film does not have, that those films had, Mm -hmm. was that that person was involved all the way to the end of the film. Mm. This, you can tell, was cobbled together in less than five minutes at the last minute. Because there's so many things that they obviously were not done that they had to do quickly. And they just took the biggest shortcuts they could. And when they and and when they really just wanted to say, okay, we need an evil organization, we we need an architecture for this building that this is taking place on, for this evil company, let's base it on Nazi Germany because everyone knows Nazi Germany was evil. And I'm like, eh. I you hate to see a film, even a bad film be treated like this yeah this feels like you just watched a two-legged puppy get kicked that's what watching this film feels like yeah you are watching a two-legged puppy get kicked down the road and cannot do anything to stop it yeah this film is tortured and i feel bad for everyone who was involved with it yeah including lawrence kasanoff the director and writer even though he's i think 90 percent of the problem this film had originally yeah agreed but even he did not deserve what happened to this film What's your third dislike? Oh my gosh. My third dislike is just the story is nonsensical in so many ways. You you have points where it's like, oh, okay. Hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. Be like the story doesn't know where it's going half the time. Be like you, you, you have, it's somewhat of a, it's, it's got this idea up here, but then it's just so all muddled. And the, let me do one better. The dialogue mm-hmm. in this movie is so horrendous. Oh, yes. This needed a script doctor badly, yeah, badly. And I don't know if they just, they, they took lines that these, these, um, they these, had uh, these have, actors. They and, had to have done that. They had to have. Rec- all these lines had to have been recorded back in 2000. They were. Yeah. And they took the best takes they could to match the animation. 
And in some cases, that's some weird choices. Yeah, exactly. Especially Lieutenant X's outgoing line. Uh, I think I wet myself. It feels kind of nice. Or anything the gay bat said. Yes. Now, that was creepy. He was creepy no matter what, but it really did feel like they didn't even bother to try and level out any of the audio. No, they didn't. Half the time, it felt like someone just threw these these things in together, and if there was any difference in the audio, oh well. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's like it's it's a good point. The the I'd be like you I have, do better audio editing than this movie did, and I'm an amateur. They take be like obviously be like you have audio that they did originally with the cast, mm-hmm. and they just took random lines and didn't care what kind of take it was because you have some some lines where it's charlie sheen who is a very well-known actor who's very good at what he did yes and still does to an extent but it sounds like they took the worst line they could and just made it work with the lip flap of whatever lip flap they had and just stuck it this is yeah. this movie sounds terrible Mm-hmm. And not to mention all the stupid, like all the effects in this movie are abysmal to every single frame. Mm-hmm. Like I- I'm sitting here getting sick watching it. Yeah. Literally every single frame I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting motion sickness or blur vision or some. Don't even get me started in the freaking backgrounds. The background- <laughs> I wasn't. The-, the backgrounds are simply just. Plain, they're plain gene. There's no movement, no kinetic energy to them. It's literally you just pan through, and oh, oh gosh, the oh, this, just thinking about this movie again, it just makes me want to just you know, bleh, lose my lunch. Yeah, <laughs> it's that kind of film. It is so horrendously terrible, and I, I, I would wonder, I would. I, my my thoughts go to if they would have had the original animation that had not been stolen in 2002, I believe. Yeah. 2002. Whenever it was. Yeah. Whenever it was. I wonder because watching the original uh, teaser trailer for this, mm-hmm. it still looks bad, but it's a whole lot better than what we got. Yeah. And I it's just, it is. oh my gosh. It has like, to be. It has to be. It is better. But be like, this is a piece of crap. It is a piece of garbage and don't go watch this film. It's terrible. (laughs) All right. That brings us to the end of the review. Yeah. Now I need to ask you a question because for the first time we are going, we are hitting upon something we have not ever talked about in regards to the reviewing of this show. Okay. What is the lowest possible score? Is it zero? Is it 0.5? I would go with 0.5. I rate this film a 0.5. Jeez. (laughs) This is absolute garbage. To quote a Klingon in Star Trek. Of course. This film should not be hauling garbage. It should be hauled away as garbage. And Scotty would just sit there and say, you're right. <laughs> this is atrocious. 
what was allowed to happen to this film. Like I said, I feel sorry for every single person who worked on this film. Indeed. Indeed. Because this is just one that it just didn't come together. It, I enjoyed it for some of the stupidity moments. Mm. There are things I giggled at because at some point it just ha- you just have to laugh at yeah. what chaos you're looking at. But when you get right down to it, you look you because I don't know about you. I go into all even these bad movie month movies yeah. looking for good things. Yeah. I want to like every movie we watch. Okay. Even enough. these that I know are going to be bad. Yeah. I cannot find a thing I liked, honestly, about this film that is just not me throwing it a bone. Correction. Not just me throwing it a raisin. Mm. I got to keep it in the play of the movie. True. I feel sorry for everyone involved. I'm sorry y'all had to work on this. I understand why y'all don't want to put it on your resumes. And I feel really sorry for everyone who has their IMDb has to list this movie. And there was one person I feel very sorry for because this movie was one on his best known for list. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm not. And I can't remember which one it is. And for his sake, I'm glad I don't remember. Oh, gosh. It was a he. I know it was a he. Oh, okay. And I don't remember which one it was, but. Oh, my word. This is an absolute piece of filth. Yeah. In it, terms of quality. It's train wreck. 0.5. Wow. The lowest score we can give on the show. And if I could go 0.0, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, my, my first score be before, cause I normally try to do a score beforehand. I gave it a one. And then we get to the very end of this movie. I am absolutely disgusted with this film. And when you want to discuss, be like ranking it's, it's, it's there. It's at the bottom 0.5. This is a absolutely disgusting train wreck that has plowed into the newer. It is kept going, has gone off the clip. Mm-hmm. It's now burning and goes, it nose dies in the ground and burns. This is a terrible, terrible movie. And would I agree? Any recommendation? There is no recommendation. Only watch this film if. You want to see how bad it truly can get. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, this could have been a decent movie. It could have been. Yeah. It just was never given the chance. No, it wasn't. In production. Agreed. It really worries me that the next film we're reviewing, Titanic, The Legend Goes On, Mm -hmm. which for some reason has a rapping dog in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. is probably a better film than this one. only because it's stealing from better films from what i understand Mm. but we will get there there when we we get get there there. now we both need a palate cleanser oh yes so let's jump into rapunzel's tangled adventure as we get to talk about two very good episodes yes And the masters of the universe!
Our first episode on Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure tonight, Race to the Spire, directed by Philip Pignotti and written by Jeremy Shipp. In this episode, Rapunzel, Eugene, and an old friend, Calliope, race to the Spire in an attempt to stop Cassandra from acquiring a deadly weapon. I just realized, by all technical accounts, that's a lie. True. (laughs) It doesn't work. No, I mean, they weren't racing with Calliope. they weren't. Jeremy Jordan plays Varian in this episode, with Jennifer Veal as Enchanted Girl, Natalie Palamides as Calliope, Tony Amendola as The Keeper, Steve Blum as Attila, Mm. Charles Heiford as Vladimir, and Dee Bradley Baker as the Ice Vodniks. Trivia for this one? It is revealed that the four members of the Brotherhood that actually had had actually sworn loyalty to whichever human becomes host to the mighty moonstone via the blue mind trap stone with the crest of the dark kingdom on it. Also, Princess Aurora's spinning wheel can be seen on the wall of ancient artifacts inside the spire, as well as King Arthur's sword in the rock. Mm-hmm. The stone actually is also on the wall, which means I guess those are now canon. I guess. Which means, considering that Flynn Rider picks out the sword and the stone, but is it does he something. the next king of England? That's scary. <laughs> well, he is a Sorry, prince. Sorry, Charles. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is horribly mean and insens- insensitive of me. Yeah, since the passing of the, the Queen yes. for the second. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I actually loved this episode. I did, too. Oh, my gosh. It, it is such a breath now, of fresh air mm-hmm. when it comes to what we just reviewed, yes. the food fight. Yes. Now, let me ask you this. When you originally watched this episode, I don't know if that was for this or if it was previous to this. Mm. At what point did you realize that that was not Calliope? I think it was probably within probably a couple of minutes. So I was like, wait, something's off. She was doing a decent job of, she playing, was. of playing the character. And I was like, I knew there was something wrong, mm-hmm. even from the hellos. But I think what more threw me off was, why would Calliope run out onto the ice at all? Why would anyone yeah. run out onto as scared as Varian was mm-hmm. at uh, this lock? Why would she have come out here? Because she should know much better of what's out here. Also, I'm kind of wish the ice Fodniks had been Wendigos because that would have been cool. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, See, so yeah, I, I knew there was something off the minute I saw her on the ice. I didn't think about uh, Enchanted Girl wielding a boomerang, <laughs> but that kind of made sense. Yeah. Uh, we I did leave out one very important piece of trivia, I just realized. Yeah. It is finally. Finally. Finally revealed what I have been claiming since she first appeared. Yeah. In the last episode of season, no, it was first episode of season three. Mm-hmm. Enchanted Girl is indeed Xantiri, mm-hmm. the villain, the main villain of this. And Xantiri, of course, does not have Cassandra's best interests at heart. She's pulling at all. the strings. Oh, very much so. And it's very much more obvious 
in the next episode. Oh yeah, easy. But uh, she is definitely pulling the strings. Now we only now when she activates the mind stone, the mind trap. This is not MCU, so it's the mind trap, not the mind stone. Exactly. We only actually see three people affected. We see uh, the guy from Rapunzel and the Great Tree. Yes. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Adira, which we kind of knew was an issue. Yeah. And Varian's dad. Yeah. Kieran. Kieran. Mm-hmm. Isn't the fourth one uh, Eugene's dad? No, king. that's that's let me like he's he's the king, so they're they're right, loyal, their loyalty is to the king. Their loyalty is they all though said this vow to the brotherhood said to the moonstone, and isn't he the leader of the brotherhood? I, I technically technically, yes, but I think they kind of just went around it. Well then let me ask you this if this spoils anything, is do they ever show a different member? Not because they I, do say four members, but we only see three in this I, I honestly right now i don't remember okay that's fair i don't want you to spoil anything but it's like if right. there is another person yeah that's going to show up at the last minute that would be kind of interesting but at the same time i'm thinking the entire time i was watching i, I actually didn't think about kirian and when, until he showed up i was i actually thought oh no uh, you, they're gonna have to fight eugene's dad yeah because he's gonna be he's got to be one of the people and they go curious like, oh Varian's gonna be pissed <laughs> again. <laughs> Hopefully, this time he won't leave the kingdom in ruins. But uh, yeah, this was a very good episode. It was. I especially like how, uh, and I'll let you get to your thoughts in a minute. I'm almost done. Yeah, but um, I especially like how they, how Rapunzel, finally realizes which one is the real uh, Calliope. It's like. <laughs> You didn't. You did not correct me when I said it's spire. spire. Calliope always corrects me and calls says it's spire. spire. Yes. It's like, and then when when she's tied up and she says <laughs> spire, and you can hear Calliope trying to say it's been a spire. <laughs> I laughed my head off. It's like. You're annoying, but you're lovingly annoying. Yes, agreed. I actually do like you, Calliope, <laughs> but I also hate you because <laughs> you're just that kind of person. Oh, God. But anyway, what are your thoughts on this? This is an incredible episode. Absolutely incredible. We're, we're getting into the meat of the story. We're getting we're uh, fast, fast tracking towards the end of the, mm-hmm. the, end of the series. We are getting into so many great moments where it's you know, like we, we get uh cassandra at her worst one of her worst points uh it gets a little worse worse in the next one yeah and worse after that i'm sure it does but i gotta do everything they're doing from what i'm saying they're doing what you need to do if when you're doing a redemption story yes you've got to get them so far to the edge of when redemption is possible so that the redemption when it occurs Granted, I'm assuming it's going to occur. Yeah. Because that's just kind of feels where this is going to have to go. Mm-hmm. The redemption is far, is, is a far stronger, far more powerful redemption. Yeah. Than if, you know, she just got redeemed in like the second episode. Yeah. They're doing a good job of 
having Cassandra's sins mm-hmm. get worse and worse, mm-hmm. so that when they finally forgive her, and she actually is for they actually, and she understands, and she actually gets redeemed. Yeah, it's actually a far stronger emotional hit. Yeah. They're doing a good job, is what I'm saying. Anyway, it's what good, are your thoughts? It's good setup. It's yes. good setup for that. This is oh my gosh, the. But like we get the return to Spire, we get the return of Calliope, mm-hmm. and uh, her she sends it to all people to Rapunzel. Is like you know don't come here. Be like be like hey here's the key. What does Rapunzel do? Oh we got to save Calliope, and of course Eugene is like really we got to go save her. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay you do you do, and uh, it's 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 very well done. Mm-hmm. You get the the pinnacle of what. Uh, Cassandra has become as yes. a villain. You get more of it's like, ooh, this is where they're going. Be like, we we get the reveal at the very end of the episode where Zentiri finally reveals her herself to Rapunzel, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, it is. I mean, I freak there again. You nailed it on the head. I'm thinking I'm probably like a couple episodes in watching this for the first time. I'm like something is really off with this character. She's probably the main villain. I was right, but I didn't nail it the first time I saw her, but this because I'm, I, I, I know my genre fiction. Yes. And it's just, you bring this character up, you have her be the reason another character turns evil. There's only one person it could be. Yeah. Unless you're just going to have it be like a fourth person. It's like, really? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. But, this is a very well done, very well executed how they jump the story off with Calliope talking with her her mentor, which it turns out to be Cassandra. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the where Calliope is helping Rapunzel and Eugene, and it turns out to be the Enchanted Girl, aka uh uh, Zentiri. Yeah. And it's just so well done. We are talking good story here, like good story arcs. And oh my gosh, like, dude, it gets better and better beyond this. And it's so good. But I'm glad we have this to offset bad movie month. Yes. I like, dude, we're, we're, we are not even close to like one of the best episodes. I think this is the, the episode after uh the 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 next episode we're reviewing after flynn posture yeah flynn posture is the next one after yeah you have flynn posture and then you have the 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 next episode after that i think i could be wrong okay but um it it just gets better and better and better no correction i'm sorry i'm i'm there again swapping episodes swapping episodes Mm mm-hmm and yeah, like this story just gets good, better and better and better as it goes on. So yeah, this is a good episode and a good palate cleanser. Yes. There's one other thing I want to talk about before we move on to the next episode. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think we get what has been so far Rapunzel's best character moment in the show. Mm-hmm. And that's when she goes back to save the ice fod mix. Oh yeah, of course. Now, granted, it's it does it's a good story beat here because yeah. it shows Zantiri her biggest weakness and that she is willing to help others. I mean, and Rap- she will do whatever she can to help others. Zantiri discovers this. Yeah. About Rapunzel. Yes. That's what I'm trying trying to say. Okay. Uh but at the same time, Rap- 
this is like the strongest moment I think for Rapunzel because any other time something like this has happened, it's been a a comedic yeah uh, point. This is no, we have to save the Ice Fodniks are in trouble mm-hmm. because of something we did. We have to go help them. Yeah, and the it's, thing is, Rapunzel would do this for pretty much anybody, correct, including Santeri. Yeah, I really do believe that because that's just who this character is. The only person that almost makes her not want to do that is Calliope. Mm-hmm. And yet she saves Calliope multiple times during this episode. Mm-hmm. So um, the fact that you get the whole thing with the ice, that that, that moment with the ice Fodnicks mm-hmm. and she saves the last two before they fly off and they look surprised. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, that's like nine tenths of the show. That's how she's Rapunzel has made friends is she's done for others when she didn't need to. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's I want to get that part out about that because I still think that is the most blatant and the strongest character moment Rapunzel has had is when she shows off her selflessness. Yeah, agreed. To save everybody, even if they didn't, to her didn't deserve it. Right. Agreed. Anyway, next episode: A Tale of Two Sisters, mm-hmm. directed by Shane Zalvin and written by Dave Schiff and Jeremy Ship. When reports surface that Gothel's is the Gothel is haunting Cass's childhood home, both Cass and Rapunzel show up to investigate. From this point on, I will be saying that Jennifer Veal is playing Xantiri, no longer Fair. Enchanted Girl. Fair. Donna Murphy returns as Mother Gothel. Oh yes. Hudson DeAndrea as Little Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Parker Bates as Seth. Ramon Hamilton as Kid. And D. Bradley Baker as Bobby Mole. Bobby the the, the little one. The little mole has the a name. Bobby Mole. Name. <laughs> that is the one that was such a pain in the butt through the whole episode. Yep, has a name. The title is a pun on the Charles Dickens novel A Tale of Two Cities. Mother Gothel doesn't appear spiritually, but instead is a wax statue and through magic mirrors. Mm-hmm. And Xantiri's ultimate intention in this episode is revealed to draw the great powers of the reborn sundrop flower and moonstone into herself during the eclipse, thus attaining, and I quote, the greatest power of the heavens itself. Mm. Let's talk Mother Gothel. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Because strangely enough. Yeah. Mother Gothel has not had a big role in the series so far. No, it's more like, like they, oh, she's there. We show up in the first Pascal episode when they're back in the tower. Yeah. And she actually has a major role in that. She's got a major, she's got a quick line at the beginning of uh, what the hair. Yeah. Back in season one. Mm-hmm. She, she's mentioned and teased in that one episode in during at the, near the end of season two mm-hmm. as one of Xantiri's followers. Yes. And uh, she's had, obviously, being Cassandra's mother, mm. there's been some character moments centered around Cassandra yeah. dealing with Mother Gothel. This is the first one where Mother Gothel has had a major role besides the, the first Pascal one where um, she was a major character in it, even though she's barely in the episode. Yeah. And re- she's not in the present. They are dealing with, only, they're only seeing her uh, her t- her moments in the that were recorded in those magic mm-hmm. mirrors. 
And what I enjoy about the way they handled that Mm -hmm. is, you know, when they first come across the magic mirrors, you find, you see like a few, few that are like, okay, yeah, this is how mother Gothel talks. She's very vain. She's very into herself. Mm -hmm. But then there's the one that uh, Zantiri slips into Rapunzel's bag. Yeah. It looked like Rapunzel was stealing it. And I noticed it was broken when I first saw it, but I didn't know why Mm -hmm. it was broken. And I'll be honest, I still don't know why, but I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But they finally watched that one and they quit watching it about three seconds before the part that really makes you want to hate Mother Gothel. Already? (laughs) Here's the thing. We all hate Mother Gothel. Yeah. She's a good villain for Rapunzel. Oh, yeah. Because her role as a villain is cemented in the first seconds of tangled oh yeah and the fact that she keeps rearing her head i'm not gonna say ugly head because i don't want to make her mad (laughs) of course (laughs) and for the most part except when she's an old lady she has actually looks very good but yeah beside the point right um she is a very good villain for rapunzel because she is the anti-mother basically yeah, she is and the minute you showed me that clip from rapunzel and the great tree back in two th- back in the uh, first season yeah and i so- was seeing some of those characters for the first time granted you recognize rapunzel because mm-hmm. it's rapunzel you recognize you, you pascal. see a, you recognize pascal uh flynn was not in that scene because he's busy getting high with the flower upstairs yeah or downstairs i don't remember which yeah but uh <laughs> upstairs you see Adira, you go, okay, yeah, this is your guard character. Mm-hmm. Eh, interesting. And then I see Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And I go, the first time I ever saw her, I asked you, is that Mother Gothel's actual daughter? Mm-hmm. You never answered me. No. And I did not officially know this until like, it got spoiled. Yeah. Thanks, but, Internet. Yeah, thanks, Tangled Wiki. <laughs> trivia section of tangled wiki um but then when they actually do show it and it's like oh it's so obvious but then like i said i called it the second i saw her yeah and to some degree i knew okay yeah they're gonna have to come to a head but it did not really occur to me i don't think until this episode that they really are sisters yeah not by blood yeah but they did have the same mother yes and you're watching cassandra we saw cassandra in the in the at the beginning of the season when they're explaining what she find for finally seeing what she saw in the shell house yeah and you already want to smack mother gothel for how she treated oh uh, yeah cassandra at yeah. that moment and then you get to the last what 10 seconds five oh, seconds yeah. of this episode yeah and we see what they did not watch. Mm-hmm. That shard. And you get to, and you see, uh, you know, the same scene. It's like, remember, when you hear this uh, music box, this is a picture of my love for you. you. Mm-hmm. And Cassandra hugs and says, oh, thank you, mommy. I love you. And, and then runs off. runs off. And then Mother Gothel says, that ought to keep the little twerp happy. Mm-hmm. Now I can get some work done. It's like, <gasps> The, the, mother the, gothel the, you are going to well yeah she will die actually but the, you're already dead but the one that'd be like the last line she says be like 
no good stinking pest. Yeah. It's like I'm going, ah, what is wrong with you, woman? Vanity. <laughs> and that raises another question. Who is Cassandra's birth father? That is a very good question. Do we ever find out? I'm assuming we don't. No, we don't. Because that's not really important to the story. No, it's not. But good night. She should have been with him and not with evil McTorpy. McTorpy? I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a name for Mother Gothel that does that's worse than really the name. That's rated PG. Got it. Because I have a word, yeah, I want to use for her, yeah, but it would not—it's not a word allowed on our show, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if you remember, I just talked about why Lady X was a bad villain. Yeah, this proves how good a villain Mother Gothel is. Oh yeah, she's not the villain you hate to love. She's the villain you love to hate. Mm-hmm. And she ain't twirling mustaches no. like Snidely Whiplash or uh, mm-hmm. anyone like that. She is just, she has her motives and she only cares about mm-hmm. what she cares about. And guess what? It ain't the children in her life. No, sir. It's her only herself. Ladies out there, don't be Mother Gothel. Agreed. And that's just one character. Yeah. But I've talked for a bit. You talk. <laughs> this episode is so well done because Zentiri teases it up in the, the last episode, be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make these two come to a head and you know make them really fight it out. Mm-hmm. And and what's crazy is for a second there, you think she's gonna get she's got she she's gonna have uh looked at this whole thing wrong. Because it looks like Cassandra and Rapunzel are going to be friends again by about three quarters of the way through this episode. And then, yep. And I knew it was coming Mm -hmm. because I saw Zantiri put that into her bag. And it's like, it's only a matter of time. It is. That's what makes Zantiri a good villain. Indeed. Another villain you love to hate. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is a good episode where there again, these two characters have really not like uh, Cassandra and Rapunzel really have not had time to talk about anything. Right there again, Cassandra's gone all villain. And it's the two of these girls that have a connection, obviously now with Mother Gothel. And it's um, we're. Cassandra's jealousy that be like you stole my mother away from me you stole my life away from me it's like and then it's Rapunzel it's like I didn't have a choice and she kidnapped me Mm -hmm. and she (laughs) didn't love either one of us yeah exactly and it's just such a very very well done story where these two characters have to work together and it's 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 Rapunzel trying to get past all of Cassandra's now built-in frustrated anger fr- uh, defenses in order for they can work together. And then, of course, then Terry pops in, gives a mirror, and then it's just like all Hades breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Rapunzel knows what's going on. 
And she's trying to tell Cassandra, but obviously Cassandra is too fixated on be like, she, she is going to get what she, what she is owed. She'd be like, she's going to prove her destiny mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And she's so blinded by it. She's so blinded by it. She can't see what's going on in front of her. And it's so well done as a story. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're dealing with characters who were friends and Rapunzel obviously still cares deeply for Cassandra and Cassandra there again is so blinded by everything else is just running headlong into whatever is going to happen next. Yeah. And it is such good storytelling where to a point where these characters, okay, we're mutual truth. Hey, things are starting to get back to be like, we're kind of get back in the flow of things where be like, Hey, we're laughing at each other. We're having yeah. fun. It and felt then like the, a season two episode. It did. And, and but the minute you see that flash of Xantiri mm-hmm. and that miss the minute the, I saw the mirror missing. Yeah. It's like, this is going to go South. Mm-hmm. It's from a storytelling perspective. It's very good. Yes. Do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Where I feel where, where, where I get frustrated with it is because I like both of these characters and I want them to be friends again. Yeah. That's where I, that's where, that's where it gets to me. It's like, I recognize from a storytelling point of view, they've done a very good job of doing this. And I, and I would not feel strongly about wanting them to be friends again. If the storytelling wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And I, Like I said, what makes this is what makes Santeria a good villain for the series. Mm-hmm. You hate, you love to hate her. Mm-hmm. Agreed, because she's obviously a, a villain who's vil, evil for evil's sake. Uh huh. Granted, she may have more to it than that, but let's be honest, she's a, a villain for villainy's sake. Agreed. She's that's the whole reason she exists, and yet. You never feel any of the weakness of the bad writing that usually comes from evil for evil's sake villains. Agreed. It's usually there's just so simple. It's like, oh, I want world domination. <laughs> After 10,000 years, I'm free. Except for your pencil's a good villain anyway. Mm-hmm. But Xantiri <sighs> does such a. She's barely even in this episode. She, she has. Is what four lines yeah total this whole episode and yet they're used in such a way where it's like it has the most impact yeah and you and it the way they worked it in with mother gothel the original villain and it's like oh i hate you both as people as (laughs) characters you're great villains Mm-hmm. but as people i hate you next episode i nearly watched the next episode after this uh-huh one because i am at that point where it's like i want to finish this now yeah it's not like oh i've got to wait till the ne- i i I've, oh, i finished these two episodes for this week that's all i had to watch it's like i finished the, ep- the two episodes for this week i want to watch the next one yeah but i know better yeah, because if I go and watch the rest of it, I will not have any. I won't be able to to talk about it. Yeah, when we get to when we get to those episodes. Mm-hmm. So, 
Thank you for putting this show on the list and forcing you, us to actually do this. You are. And forcing us to bring it back. Yeah. Because this show, the third season of the show is so good. Yeah. But it wouldn't be good if we didn't have the other two seasons. Even season one where it felt like we were going nowhere for so long. <laughs> but chance. that brings us to the end of this episode of the Cellcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for joining us next week. We got a wrapping dog <laughs> on the Titanic with Cinderella, except it's not Cinderella. Mm -hmm. That's somehow also the characters from Titanic, the James Cameron film, and the knockoffs from an American tale, all in one film in Titanic. The legend goes on. And two more episodes of Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. Flint Join Foster. And once upon a handmaid. Okay. So join us next time for those. In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron and his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's cell with a single L.